0: mixed-status families. Who are they? Well, let's talk about them. Welcome back to another episode of Community with Strangers. This is Luis and today I'd like to talk about mixed-status families. Who are they? Well, a mixed-status family is a family whose members include people with different citizenship or immigration statuses. One example of a mixed-status family is one in which one parent is undocumented, whereas the other parent and the children are US-born citizens. Another example is a family in which both parents are undocumented, And the children are U.S. born citizens. One other example could be a family in which one parent is a naturalized U.S. citizen, the other parent is undocumented, and the children are U.S. born citizens. In all these three scenarios that I'm giving you, um, the children are always U.S. born citizens. Now, according to a 2017 article published by the Center for American Progress, there are about 16 million people in the US who have at least one unauthorized family member living with them in the same household. You may ask, if they have an immediate family member who is a US citizen, why don't they go through the process to get papers, to get legalized? They most likely are, but haven't gotten to the point where the spouse is eligible to get a permanent resident card or a green card. Plus, it's unfortunately not that simple. Uh, A US citizen can sponsor their spouse to become a legal resident of the US. However, there are stringent requirements that can be hard to be met and once met it does not guarantee successful sponsorship. For example, currently a green card applicant who enters the US without authorization would have to leave the U.S. and wait for 10 years in their country of origin in order to be eligible for an interview at a U.S. embassy and again this does not guarantee that they will get approved so they could leave the U.S. And go to the interview and get denied. Another example is if if someone enter the U.S. lawfully you know with a visa either a work visa or a student visa or any other type of visa but overstayed their visa and is now going through the process to get a green card, their spouse needs to make at least 125% over the poverty line in order to be able to be their sponsor. Keep in mind that the poverty line income is dependent on the number of persons in the family. Now, this same requirement applies to the first example that I gave you, where you know the spouse needs to leave the country for 10 years. Another example which is the least likely to happen uh, is for for a U.S. born child to sponsor their undocumented parents the child has to be at least 21 years old and if the parents enter the country illegally you know that's improper entry as opposed to unlawful presence. Improper entry means you entered illegally um, Unlawful presence means that you entered legally, but you overstayed your visa. All right. So if the parents enter the country legally, these parents have to leave the U.S. and wait out 10 years, like I said, in their country of origin. So 21 years for the for the kid who was born to become a 21-year-old, another 10 years to wait outside of the U.S. to be eligible for an interview, that's at least 31 years, right? At least 31 years. By that time, that child is most likely married with kids and remember for that child to sponsor the parents, he or she has to make at least 125% over the poverty line, which is calculated using the number of family members in the household. So the bigger the family, the higher the financial hurdle that needs to be overcome to qualify as a sponsor. And after you fulfill all these requirements, that may make you eligible for an interview with an immigration official but it does not guarantee that the applicant will be approved for a green card so you know the the anchor baby theory that some people push it's you know simply a fallacy it, it, it is the least efficient way to obtain legal documents in the US but that's that's a topic for another episode in addition to all of these hurdles uh, that I that I mentioned, there there is the cost, you know the fees for the applications, the paperwork, and the fees for the legal counsel which can become financially prohibitive. So so it's not a straightforward path to legalization, but these families are working on this process. you know they're going through the steps and it's, it's it takes time. It takes effort, it takes time, it takes money to to get to the point where you get an interview. With an immigration official to be considered um, um, for a green card. Now, why am I bringing up mixed-status families? Well, it's it's no secret that the Trump administration is no fan of immigrants, especially undocumented immigrants, and because of the nature of mixed-status families, this administration's rhetoric and policies against undocumented immigrants will undoubtedly harm millions of American citizens across the country. It's likely that you either live with or or work beside an immigrant every day. Or maybe your neighbors with an immigrant. So there's no real way to separate immigrants out from the U.S.-born population without causing harm. One tangible way in which U.S. citizens and mixed-status families are being hurt is through the requirements established in the CARES Act to qualify for the financial aid. The CARES Act, yes, the Coronavirus Aid Relief and Economic Security Act, which was passed by the United States Congress with overwhelming support from both parties and signed into law by Donald J. Trump on March 27th of 2020. According to the bill published on the U.S. Congress website, the purpose of the CARES Act is to provide emergency assistance and health care response for individuals, families, and businesses affected by the 2020 coronavirus pandemic. Specifically, the CARES Act is supposed to provide eligible taxpayers who file tax returns for either 2019 or 2018 with payments of up to $1,200 for individuals or $2,400 for married couples. Parents can also receive $500 for each qualifying child. Some taxpayers will be eligible for the full payment based on their adjusted gross income, whereas others will receive a reduced payment. And then those payments are phased out for individuals whose income exceeds $99,000 or $198,000 for joint filers. If you visit the website for the U.S. Department of the Treasury and look for information about the CARES Act under policy issues, you will read the following heading. The CARES Act works for all Americans. However, this is simply not true. It should read, the CARES Act works for some Americans. And let me tell you why. Because if an American citizen in a mixed-status family file taxes jointly with their non-American spouse who uses an ITIN, the whole family, not only the non-American spouse, but the whole family gets disqualified to receive the payments approved by the Congress under, under the CARES Act, which the Department of the Treasury claims is for all Americans, but we can see that it's not. So under this bill, which again was passed with overwhelming bipartisan support, there are second-class citizens in the United States. And the Democrats are complicit in this. It seems they did not oppose this provision in the bill. And I don't know, maybe they did it because they didn't want to delay the bill any longer? I really don't know. The truth is that they did not speak up for these American citizens and mixed status families. If we go back a little bit in history, when the Democrats passed the Affordable Care Act, or Obamacare, on March 23rd of 2010, when it was signed into law, the bill did not cover undocumented immigrants either, which, you know, was expected, given the lack of support uh, for the bill from the Republicans. Um, However, U.S. citizens and mixed-status families could still purchase insurance in the marketplace if they wanted to. The undocumented person in the mixed-status family was left out, which is understandable, but the American citizens were not. In this case, under the CARES Act, the U.S. citizens in a mixed-status family are being left out on purpose. Only in Nazi Germany did citizens in mixed marriages not enjoy the same rights as other German citizens. And we surely do not live in Nazi Germany. We are not even close. We live in the United States of America, supposedly the beacon of the world. Although I I must say that, you know, that statement is debatable. Well, who thinks that america is not the beacon of the world well the current president of the united states mr donald trump mr trump's slogan for the 2016 presidential election was make america great again the premise was that the u.s had lost its prominent standing in the world and that it was not what it used to be he saw immigration more specifically illegal immigration but immigration in general. As one of the reasons for, for this debacle. Now his login for 2020 for the 2020 presidential election is keep America great. Apparently in the span of four years the US has regained its status of prominence under Donald Trump and allegedly now it's just a matter of keeping, keeping it that way. But how can a country be great when it treats some of its citizens as second-class citizens. Why are these U.S. citizens and mixed-status families not being treated the same way as other U.S. citizens? Why? Well, because of whom they chose to marry and because they decided that the best way to show that they want to follow the law was by you know, using an item to pay taxes. What's an ITIN, by the way? I probably haven't mentioned this. Well, an ITIN is a tax ID given by the IRS to undocumented people or people that are going through the process to get uh, legalized. Um, you know, to vol- voluntarily pay their taxes. They don't have to pay their taxes, but it's an it's an effective way to show good faith to the federal government. These U.S. citizens are being penalized because their non-American spouse chose to pay taxes and file jointly. Yes, they could have filed separately to qualify for the aid. Technically, they can still amend their tax returns for 2019. However, when the time comes for that long-awaited interview with an immigration official to be approved for a permanent resident card or a green card, they have to show their tax returns and they have to prove they that they filed jointly so one way or the other they are they're screwed can you see the predicament they if they choose to file separately they most likely will have issues with the immigration official when they go through the interview process No immigration attorney would advise the couple in that situation to file taxes separately. They will always advise them to file taxes jointly. And, and these, um, the undocumented person in, in the mixed status family is paying taxes. It's doing, it's, it's trying its, uh, you know, his or her best to follow the law you know, under the given circumstances to make things right and they're, be- they're being penalized for this. Well, that's the America we're living in. Unfortunately, it's an America that is discriminating against some of its citizens because of whom they chose to marry. And again, the Democrats are complicit in this. And I don't know, maybe maybe we'll start seeing them using this situation as a talking point, but words are empty if there's no action. Words are empty if the wrong is not made right. In an attempt to be harsh on undocumented immigrants, this administration is hurting US citizens. And this type of America, this side of America is not great this side of America can improve and it should improve if it's to be considered a beacon of light to other nations. That's all I have for today. Until next time.